Good morning. It is good to be home. Home studios today. It's Thursday, November 17th. We're talking about automotive as the economy's hope. Dealer customer experience atrophy and TikTok growing up. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know. Big who words. I who I be, they stop and That's a lot. Big words. I abbreviated them in the actual show notes. But when you say the whole thing, it just gets gets a little marbly mouth. If you know, I'm like tip of the tongue, teeth of the lips. Well, we're both home after spending... I felt like a really long time and a really short time all at the same time. All at the same time. I'm telling you what, uh, I was actually, I was in the airport yesterday, uh, getting ready to head home, sitting there with the family and a couple representatives from Audi shift digital were sitting there and they were like, yo, this conference goes hard. (laughs) Yes, I know this. They're like, we've never been to something like this. Hey, we, we didn't realize it was going to be like 7.30 to 6.30. Every like, yes, day. Yeah, this like, is a work day. It's a different Brian way Hasbro. of going hard, right? <laughs> it's like when people say this conference goes hard, like if it's in Vegas or someone else, people are like, wake up tired. No, you like right. you wake up tired because your brain was on for 13 hours the day before. Absolutely. And it's about to be on for another 13 hours. And probably worse than going out and staying late and having too many cocktails. In Palm Beach, when you go out, it's just like, Pounds of very rich, delicious food. So it's more like just a volume problem. (laughs) Everybody's like, where'd you go last night? Meat market. Yeah. That just sounds like a hurting. I'm telling you. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But it was really great to to just see so much energy um, and just so much intentionality in the automotive space. We know we have so many friends out at Use Car Week right now. Little tear, we couldn't make it all work and be out there with you. So we're watching your LinkedIn and Instagram, et cetera, posts with much envy. Yes. But please keep posting stuff because I searched Use Car Week as a hashtag and I was a little disappointed that I didn't see more on there. So, hey, if our people are out there, we need to know what's going on. And the only way we know we what's going know on what's is if on. you post it. Share, share the thing. Add the add add to the LinkedIn FOMO. Yeah, yeah, Come we on. need it. give give us give us some more <laughs> FOMO. Um, a couple of things. Uh, we are going to be uh, talk giving some more details about. Wait, you're an extravaganza. How much did we talk about this? We've talked about it. We talked mean, about enough. <laughs> you know, okay. We'll have okay. a whole website for you. We'll have a way to register the whole nine yards. We're gonna push it everywhere. It's gonna be a ton of fun. We might invite a few of you if if we really you know if you beg if you plead all of those type of things. So come on. Very nice. Yes, we will be talking about that. Also have a webinar, our very first Asoto webinar coming up. I'll give you more about that soon too. Let's talk about some news. Um, give you a little Let's bit of a it. broader view today. So automotive industry might just be, get this, the bright spot for the economy in 2023, according to a Bloomberg analyst, Connor Sen, as he cites potential effect of a rebound and what that will likely have on the country's GDP through the next several quarters. So basically this, we know the, the there was a massive volume deficit as we tr- struggle with supply, right? And that actually affected the economy substantially, you know, because even from a production standpoint, the cars don't count until they have a chip in it. So it could be fully built. It right. doesn't count until it's actually wholesaled to a dealer. So that hurt us. Um, the increase in the pricing. Still because got the, lots and lots and lots sitting. of cars without chips in them. They're just sitting there. So people have told us, I can't an remember. Issue. And even if I could remember, I probably wouldn't say it on the show, but people have told us like they literally are looking at like stadiums and football fields and big acreage still full of vehicles that are oh, yeah. for chips. Absolutely. Kentucky, the like Kentucky motor speedway is just like a treasure trove of them. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and a, so, so basically low supply, 
the increase in the pricing of new and used cars accounted for 10% of the overall consumer price index increase. So the consumer price index is when they take a bunch of things, random things that people would have in their daily lives and they're like, hey, this is how inflation is working. This is how the index is growing. Automotive contributed to 10% of the whole index, which is pretty substantial. Yep. Um, another thing, owners holding on to vehicles longer means higher repair bills, higher repair expenses, insurance premiums. I didn't realize this could continue are affected by that as well. Isn't that wild? I, I, so like your whole ecosystem grows in, you know, the the, the pricing of a, of a month of understanding like how much you're paying or putting out. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And so basically the good news is, is that as that reverses, which we know is all, all is happening, yep. supply is starting to change. The reverse is true as well. So if output in November and December remains consistent, just with what it was already in October, it's going to translate to a 10% quarterly jump, which could actually move the GDP like one to two points, which is awesome because they're only expecting about four points. So that means automotive is going to be like half of it. Wow. So um, it also, as that happens, inflation is eased, which in turn encourages the Fed to stop raising interest rates, which is good for everybody. Um, so he says there's still room to go, but the auto industry is the best reason to hope for an economic growth, for economic growth and inflation surprise over the next several months. We well, we've been talking about this that 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 automotive may not feel the recession as 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 much as a lot of other verticals, and it yep. looks like our economy is going to be helped by that because of this waning supply issue that is that is still like we're still not all the way through, mm -hmm. and that there's still enough pent up demand, enough available resources, and especially um, you know clientele that are in the upper percentage of credit tiers as well as income tiers. So there's still a lot to be had from you know, from an economic standpoint. So I think that the economy is actually kind of waiting and holding, and it could be a reason why the economy stays strong a little bit longer. Uh, and auto maybe doesn't feel the recession as much as some other verticals. Yeah. I mean, what was it? It was probably last year at Modern Retail or was called AAAS. We were talking to Alex Vetter about automotive is such a leading indicator that we don't really have a leading indicator to watch as right. the auto industry. Yep. So this is another example of that as uh, supply increases, uh, consumers are going to come back and, uh, you know, probably see a little bit different of an industry. Uh, speaking of consumers coming back to a different industry. Stop. Segway. Time. Jonathan Hold Bang. on to your seats for this one. Jonathan Hold on to your seats. <laughs> Big surprise coming in. Three, two, right? Jonathan Banks, Vice President and General Manager of Vehicle Valuations at JD Power, issued a warning to dealers to freshen up their customer engagement skills as supply situation loosens up. This is a great quote, so I'm just going to read it right from, the, from his article. It says, in the process, it is more than possible that essential customer engagement skills across the dealership environment have dulled, if not atrophied altogether, while new important competencies have failed to be nurtured. He's talking about in the process of having just complete control over the sale because you're the one with the inventory, right? Yep. If, if you don't buy it, the next person will. He's like, I, it's very possible we've lost the skills needed to engage the customer. And uh, he says like a return to strategy and demand analysis as the customer desire to, to engage digitally has become, he says, strikingly clear and their options to do so have also broadened. So um yeah, people want to do well, things a little differently he, coming out of this uh, supply shortage. Well, they want to do things differently, but they also want a really good experience. As as you have like a widening inventory, more available options, more places to shop, you know, consumer, uh, uh, you know, optionality. 
you look for the better experience. And the 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 wild thing is, is that we've that not I'm not going to say the whole industry because we like we were talking to Bozard Ford Lincoln. They like they train every day. We were talking to another dealership where the general sales manager was at a modern retail conference. He's like, we train every day on the process. And those dealers, I think, are going to be the ones that stay ahead in this consumer engagement. But even just thinking, how are we training our people on digital interactions? How are we training our people on offline uh, offline and online interactions or something that has to be top of mind because customers are going to expect a heightened level of engagement. Really, honestly, not just because of automotive, but because of the rest of the verticals of retail that are going to have to do something altogether different to engage new consumer demand in order to increase attachment to their brand. We saw, I mean, you, you know, you see like Target coming out yesterday and be like, things are not going to go well in Q4 for us. Well, they're not just going to be like, nope, that, that's the end of Q1. Q1 right? Let's go to Q1, <laughs> right. right? Let's just go to Q1. They're going to start to figure out, they're going to try to engage customers in a new way. They're going to, uh, you know, incentivize customers with new USPs, with new discounts, with new customer experience options. And so that's going to drive the demand of that in other verticals, including audio, auto, audio, uh, including audio auto. So just be aware that other verticals are going to impact the, the customer experience expectations in auto. Target even, I mean, if you look at what Target, we, we I don't know, it was like two weeks ago, we talked about a store, story um, where Target is revamping their new their new business, uh, their new building model. Larger buildings, buildings yeah. with more focus on this hybrid experience where you maybe order online, pick up in the store, or you go to the store and that's where the supply is instead of having to ship it from uh, you know a further warehouse. Again, it's this blend. So we're talking about, you just mentioned customer yep. experience in the showroom customer experience, you know, on phone and internet, but really the win is going to be the the companies that focus on the fact that these are all coming together and how do we manage the experience throughout the process, which is going to ebb and flow through digital, through in-person. Um, Jonathan Banks goes on you know, to say- the, the last thing that he talked, uh, yeah, he talked ahead. about how like there are new things, there are new factors at play that have kind of been introduced over the last couple of years inside and outside of auto that are not now, you know, that maybe three, four years ago, you could have talked about as kind of like Optional. an advertising strategy. We do this, but now like we call it table stakes, right? Um, that, that he called competitive requirements. So it's just table stakes of doing business, right? Like if you're not you know, engaging well online, if you're not using text enablement, if you're not doing all those things, you're just missing out on you the table stakes of our industry. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, finally, you know, he goes back and I love it when people like bring history into the conversation. The Great Recession yep. of 2008, he said, when we came out of that new behaviors and technologies emerged for very similar reasons, right? You need to be efficient. Uh, consumer behavior shifted. He said, and when that happens, it does translate to more transparent and efficient marketing as it serves consumers. He said, he said, coming out of there in automotive, the changes served consumers, dealers, and OEMs all better yep. because they paid attention to it. Speaking of paying Imagine attention to things. Stop. Segway. Time. All right. TikTok is growing up, everybody. That social media platform everyone loves to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they just released a new audience insights ad in their ads manager where advertisers can now get more insight and data 
on the daily users throughout a lot of categories such as age, interests, usage behaviors, gender splits, interactions with influencers. I like that one. These people interact with these influencers, uh, hashtag interactions, and even like mm. device type, right? It's, who's using the iPhone? Who's using a Pixel? Yep. Um, and so basically they're saying, we're going to let you know what the people that you're trying to target are into, which I think is cool, especially for a platform like TikTok, because if you find like, hey, like yeah. a, a portion of our audience is into cooking videos, just pull that one out of nowhere, cooking videos, <laughs> why don't you create some content around cooking and show it to those people and see Which if you can kind of hop into there. there I, I really like that part. That's my favorite part. Yeah, well, it, I, I think this this goes to, we talked a lot about this, how creative and analytics actually are go hand in hand. They're not segmented and not separated. And so when you think about audiences and analytics and the ability to not just target, but understand those audiences from an insights perspective, and then place creative that makes sense for that audience, that's when the real horsepower behind things like what Elon Musk said a couple of weeks ago, he's obviously still in the news, um, but oh gosh. we haven't we, talked about We that haven't today. talked about um, Elon in a while, and that's just because he's so everywhere. We've literally said, like, I just don't want to talk about Elon anymore. talking about it anymore. But, <laughs> but a couple of weeks ago when he said, you know, creative ads are actually content. And yeah. so thinking about TikTok's ability to leverage audiences and creative and, and put that into actual, like the ad be content, that's a winning strategy for any business at this point. Yeah, it really is. One thing that I think we pulled away from this creative track that we were just teaching is personally speaking, is that the boundaries of what is creative and what like the boundary of like being creative and connecting are really starting to look pretty similar, you know, like brand connection, things like that. But now it's like, there are so many ways to be creative. And if you keep like all these micro connections in mind, like even if it's connecting over a secondary or even a tertiary interest that actually could be the thing that opens the door for someone to walk into your store or become more familiar with you or want to build more relationship with you. And so, I mean, TikTok yeah, and imagine just one, two, three, or four of those people that are somewhat influential in that community that also believes on. the same things walk in all of a sudden the community expands and you enter a new market segment. There you go. Well, that's how it happens these days. I don't know if you noticed <laughs> our buddy, our buddy, Nathaniel Greklik. I wonder if their post hit a million views. They posted a TikTok it or an closed. Instagram reel. It was like 917 yesterday and basically had nothing to do with cars. And their, their views were like 300 views, 200 views, 900,000 views. Because that is how the algorithms work these days. So really the point is, keep swinging the back. Automotive is carrying the economy in certain ways. You get to be a part of you it know every it. single day. Let's give everyone something to be proud of with this industry. 